0: Slacker Podcast is
1: B-Y-O-T, bring your own titles, dick swinging, dick swinging.
2: you're listening to American Slacker Podcast,
0: we can, say fuck. we can say
1: fuck,
2: with Matthew Gertz and Jesse Landers,
0: I don't care if it's spoken, this is cool, that's a <sighs> decent amount of sausage, this man you know. needs a doctor, yeah, I just hope they're tasty, what's up with these clowns man? Cut the lights and went through people's pockets. Don't you point that at each other? Let them smoke a little. You need to like step it up to that point. <laughs> we're not gonna we're not gonna lead with the. We're not gonna lead with. Um, that. So we're starting off with the head-to-head between an American coffee and a, a South African coffee.
1: Yep, I'm sipping on Death Wish Coffee, a coffee brand uh, out of New York. It was founded in Round Lake. Average of 728 milligrams of caffeine per 12-ounce serving. So pretty fucking strong and not for the uh, novice, you know? You gotta be an advanced user here.
0: <laughs> How many milligrams was that? Uh,
1: 728 milligrams per 12-ounce serving.
0: Huh, the, because yeah. the, the article I'm looking at claims that it has 660 milligrams. Per twelve ounce cup.
1: See, I'm looking at wiki.
0: This uh, this is an article by UPI.com. They they actually are reviewing the world's strongest coffee, which claims to be the Black Insomnia coffee from South Africa. And that one has 702. So I mean, if the wiki is correct, then they do beat. Uh, then Death Wish coffee does beat the Black Insomnia coffee. Ooh, okay, but if it really okay. is 660 there's some there's some vicious battles going on between these there two companies. is
1: yeah man they're at each other like everybody wants to be the strongest coffee in the world
0: it's a it's a good title to have it's a hell of a selling point uh,
1: yeah apparently death wish has it copyrighted i stopped at a shop in saratoga which is uh they support death wish because it's right right up the road from round lake and, uh, the guys that work at this coffee shop are actually, it's weird, they have, like, a sponsorship with Death Wish, so they kind of work for them, too. And, uh, I had mentioned that we were covering your coffee, and they didn't seem too happy. They were, uh, they knew what it was right away, and, uh, they were saying that there's, like, they're on the verge of a lawsuit for them using the world's strongest coffee phrase, because they have it copyrighted. And, uh, the... They were upset because they add the caffeine, I guess, to your coffee, whereas Death Wish is, like, naturally made with this high caffeine content, I guess. That,
0: that is mentioned in this article. They do say the company admitted there are beverages with higher caffeine content, but those competitors contain additives that aren't pure coffee. So that, yes. that's probably what's going on with Black Insomnia, and Death Wish is, like, an actual, like, bean without really high caffeine content.
1: Yeah, I will say if, if you can... You got to be able to stand a bitter coffee if you like probably either of these. I mean, they're very strong coffees uh, to the taste. Um, this one
0: had a very chemical taste, which would make sense if there are additives. It wasn't like chemical like bad. It wasn't like bleach or anything, but it was definitely uh, an interesting flavor. They say nuts yeah. and it's supposed to be nuts and caramel, but I, I don't, I don't buy that.
1: Yeah, yeah, true. Right, they always cover it with something like that. Um, the, I had a chance. Like I've had, I get normal Death Wish um, brewed up in Saratoga a lot, and uh, I had the chance to get their Nitro Brew, which is a pre, like a prepared can beverage and uh, processed with nitrous, of course. So it, it ends up like it's, a, it's got a creamy feel to it. It has no sugar, but it's bearable. Yeah, those nitrous more beverages bearable.
0: are really nice.
1: Yeah, man, um, and that's easy to get online as well. Definitely where you're gonna have your ease of getting either of these products, probably unless you're in New York. Or you can find it at a, a coffee shop that knows what's up.
0: Yep, I gotta try myself some Deathwish coffee next time I'm back home.
1: Oh man, definitely. Uh, I love it. I'm an addict. You, you have a little one coffee and you're like hyped up for the whole day.
0: <laughs> well, hopefully everyone's had their coffee and uh, they're listening to the show, enjoying themselves. Welcome to American Slacker Podcast.
1: As always, I'm Matthew.
0: And I'm Jesse. And uh, we'd
1: like to start out, as always, if you like our content, recommend us to a friend. Pass the word along.
0: Yeah, it definitely helps rate and review us on iTunes. And if your friends aren't into podcasting yet, send them over to our YouTube channel. We got that up and running.
1: Yeah, a nice easy way. You don't need to download anything. You can just pop it up on your app and boom, there we are. Another thing that's new is uh, Jesse's been hard at work and he has secured a mat- AmericanSlackerPodcast.com.
0: You don't have to type WordPress anymore if you're going to our website. It's we all own- about
1: streamlining and simplifying, people.
0: We own that shit now. So, I uh, enjoy that. We are. We're working on merchandise still.
1: Oh, yeah. We got some ideas narrowing down.
0: Some more exciting news. I did an episode of The Real Talk Hour with Wellington Hutzler. His alias, I guess. <laughs> it, it was cool. It was like a one-on-one interview type of thing. I talked a lot about, like, uh... Growing up and like my views on life, that kind of stuff. It was uh, it was a lot of fun, and you should go check it out. Rate and review his show too. It's uh, he we know him through his other podcast, Crime Roulette, who we've done a crossover episode with.
1: Awesome guys, definitely check out Crime Roulette if you haven't. Very interesting, and especially in an age when everybody's obsessed with crime.
0: Yeah, true crime's really big in the podcast community. One thing we like to cover is what we always start off with our bizarre news you know I was surprised by this uh, this article that we found but surprised in a good way
1: oh yeah man well closet smokers are a big thing
0: yeah more than half of American adults have tried pot
1: which we all know is it's actually more than that because how many people do not admit it
0: well that's a good point too yeah it's probably even more than that
1: and I mean they didn't reach us they didn't (laughs) reach me and you that's two people they didn't get
0: Over half of American adults have tried marijuana, and 14% use it regularly, they said. So I'd say the 14% is probably a little bit higher. Yeah, yeah. People downplaying their usage a little bit. Oh, yeah. This (laughs) LiveScience.com article cites a Marist poll uh, that was done over the phone that asked adults over the age of 18 about their personal use of marijuana and their opinions of the drug. Although only 4% of Americans said they had tried pot in 1969, the number rose by 44% by 2015. Acceptance of marijuana's legalization is increasing along with experimentation. A 2016 Gallup poll found that 60% of America want, uh, Americans think the drug should be legalized.
1: Hell yes, it should. It's medicinal. I mean, it's such a invalid argument to why it should be illegal. It's money, people.
0: There's, there's a whole bunch of uh, stats on this. I'll be sure to post this article uh, like we do with all of our marijuana news articles that we start off with.
1: We could go on all day about this, people.
0: Yeah, they, the, there's a lot of stats on here. It's, uh, it's a really good article. It's on LiveScience.com. We'll be sure to post that.
1: Well, the guy in our next story could use a little bit of weed to chill him the fuck out. Because somewhere in Klang, western Malaysia, we got a moped masturbator on the loose. Oh, no. And now, if you're wondering what a moped masturbator is, it, yes, it's what it sounds like. It's a it, gentleman rolling around on a moped. He stops, plays with himself looking at you, and then he rolls out.
0: It's not a guy going around, like, trying to jerk off mopeds?
1: No, no, he's not molesting mopeds, he's molested himself on a moped. Okay. (laughs) So, this has been going on, there's been multiple reports of this guy rolling around. He wears a full-face helmet, can't see him, and he's fully clothed, like, long sleeves and pants and everything, you can't tell what he is. But his balls and dick are swinging. (laughs) One woman was able to capture a film... Of this guy staring at her. I don't know why she didn't run away. It's just so creepy. <laughs> this we'll put a screenshot of this. Creepy motherfucker. His moped looks fly. It's like a custom moped. I'm gonna, Better than any moped I've ever seen. Where
0: did this <laughs> take place?
1: This is in western Malaysia, the town okay. of Klang.
0: Oh, there's a lot of mopeds around there.
1: Tons of them, yeah. So, local police are on the lookout for this sex offender. They have no idea who he is because of the helmet. It's making it difficult to identify him. And also, nobody's been able to capture the plate of the moped. <laughs> so basically, they're just looking for a dude with a helmet, a moped, and his, dick maybe, uh, and his dick out. Balls flying, you know?
0: That's a terrifying sight, you know? You're just enjoying a nice meal outside or something. Or like walking, waiting for the light to change so you can walk across. This dude yep. just rolls up.
1: Rolls up. Stops. He's, you're like, what, what? Why is he looking at me? Swinging What's he doing? He's he's turning on, he's turning around on his moped.
0: Why is he touching his zipper? What are you doing? See, I, in my in my mind, when you first talked about him, I was imagining more of a trench coat situation.
1: Nope. No, this dude just like he he's like just stops, pulls it out, and he's like wiggling it at her, and then he rolls off.
0: Maybe I'm uh, stereotyping flashers.
1: Yeah, just... that's the Americanized version, man. Malaysia, the they just fucking whip it out, Jeez. no matter what they're wearing. That's, so if it's uh, not
0: the planes, you got to worry about
1: worry about the fucking moped masturbators.
0: Oh man, that's uh, yeah, that's that's no good. You don't you don't want people whipping it out at you. Hopefully this doesn't turn cross. into a
1: fad, moped gangs of masturbators.
0: This guy, I hope he uh crashes with
2: his dick out. Gives
1: oh, oh, you hear about that guy that uh. I... rubbed his dick off on the concrete at 50 miles an hour. (laughs) That's
0: terrible. But Fuck this guy. He's inappropriate. If you
1: see him and you're on vacation, dropkick that fool. Call the authorities.
0: (laughs) Well, people, odd people driving around seems to be a theme uh, running with some of our articles here because our next article features an 8-year-old boy who drove a 4-year-old, his 4-year-old sister to McDonald's after watching YouTube driving videos.
1: Nice. You learned how to drive from a tutorial. We can learn a lot from tutorials,
2: people.
0: Yeah, actually, that's what I always tell people. You know, if you want to learn something, (laughs) go on YouTube. There's videos for everything these days. Yeah. Uh, This article was actually brought to our attention by one of our fans and good friends, Jordan. Jordan R. And thank you for this, this Jordan, because it's right up our alley. And although it doesn't involve nuggets, it does involve this 8-year-old having a craving for hamburgers.
1: Ah, uh, good old hamburger, man. You can't beat it. You got that craving. You're going to learn how to drive.
0: Hell yeah. It's a good motivator. This young boy from Ohio embarked on a joyride alongside with his four-year-old sister in their father's work van after becoming overwhelmed for hamburgers. He drove all the way from his house to the McDonald's perfectly. He didn't hit a single thing. He went in through the drive through People working at the McDonald's thought it was a prank, and they were, like, looking for the parents in the back. And then they realized when he handed them his piggy bank that this wasn't a joke. This kid straight up drove to McDonald's by himself. Well, not by himself. He had a sister.
1: Well, yeah. Yeah. How old is his sister? How old was he? Do we have a combined age of, like, at least 17? No,
0: 12 combined age.
1: Damn. All right. Nope. Can't even say that they combine and make a legit adult.
0: We <laughs> we need the clip from that uh, kid talking about doing hood rat shit with his friends.
1: <laughs> oh God, yeah. This guy's doing hood Dude, rat shit him.
0: with his sister. <laughs> uh, the McDonald's workers were obviously a little uh, afraid for this kid, and they were like, "Come on, pull over." They called the police. Uh, the police came, and the kid started crying because he realized he was in trouble. He didn't think he was in trouble up until that point. Oh
2: he was like, God.
0: he just wanted his cheeseburgers. He thought he was doing. Uh, Taking it upon himself to go get dinner, you know?
1: Yeah, and he was comfortable with his own skills, so he thought he had yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> there was no words. Yeah, and
0: I mean, like like I said, he didn't hit anything. So, fortunately, a family friend was at that McDonald's and recognized the kid.
1: Oh, God. So they... Did they bring him home? Yeah, well,
0: they, <laughs> they talked to the police, and they alerted the parents, and they came and got him, and the kid's, the kid's not in trouble, you know? But... He probably won't be yeah. taking any joyrides to McDonald's anytime soon.
1: Yeah, I hope not. Uh, that's not exactly safe. I don't want to be cruising and see like a fucking five-year-old cruising next to me in a minivan.
0: He just gives you the head nod. Like, you're like, what, what the fuck?
1: <laughs> He's bumping music. You're like,
0: what is this kid doing? Right.
1: And he just swerves you off the road. Now I need new tires on my car.
0: Yeah, oh, that, is that who hit you? It was an eight-year-old That's, going This is the fucking... kid that fucking cost me my tires. i who telling
1: awesome. you. one ah, of goddamn hamburger It cost me hundreds of dollars.
2: Yeah, it was, oh, it was, my God! been
0: on his second venture. <laughs> At least you got your burgers, kid. What
2: a freaking least, loser! You,
0: you know, you're determined by hunger. That's how it works. Yeah, hunger
1: will make you do anything. You get hangry, man. Ooh, there could be trouble on the horizon. <laughs> well, our next story. There's no way to even transition to this. It's a fucked up one. <laughs> Now, Matthew Herrick had met his boyfriend on Grindr. It's a popular dating app for gay and bisexual men. Things didn't work out with that boyfriend. And now, he ten- he used Grindr to create a bunch of fake accounts in Herrick's name, which uh, had a bunch of personal photos and details and even had some falsehoods like that he was HIV positive.
0: What the fuck?
1: And furthermore, he gave out all of his addresses, and he would enact and, and give out all of his info like this. And uh, around 1,100 men have showed up at his home since October 2016. It's as up. many as 16 a day. And the worst part about this is that he put in the messages that no matter how much I resist, keep attempting. So basically, it was like a rape fantasy enactment. That is fucked. <laughs> so this poor guy was... Set up from the start, so the people would keep coming at him, no he's, matter what he did.
0: He's got fucking barbarians at the gates. I wonder if, like, you would open a door and they just,
1: like, kick the door down and like,
0: Yeah, bitch! Some jealous <laughs> ex-lover? That's fucked up.
1: That's fucked up. 1,100 dudes you gotta fucking dodge. Yeah, you gotta they're be like... They're just showing up at your house. You can't even peace out.
0: And then you tell them no, and they think that you're telling them that you told them that you were gonna tell them no. So they keep trying, like, it's fucked up. It's If any guy can hear this story and put themselves in this dude's shoes, they know what it's like to be a lady. Like, someone's always trying to get inside you.
1: Yeah, man, it's just, it's kind of fucking disgusting. Um, and you feel bad when you think about it that Absolutely. way. Absolutely, uh-huh. I feel terrible for this guy. Oh, man. I think yeah, they showed this up to bastard. his work as well. Yeah, man, that's the craziest thing. No place is sacred. This poor bastard had all of his deets leaked by this jealous ex and uh he's trying to sue Grindr now but it's not looking like it's going to be a good case because grinder takes no responsibility and uh they've won similar cases in the past including one most recently in 2015
0: he should be able um, to sue that the the, the ex. person yeah yeah because i mean
1: what is the the responsibilities and liabilities of like somebody that impersonates you and causes you this kind of harm you know i mean somebody has to be liable
0: <laughs> yeah it's uh they're, he needs to be held accountable, for sure.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can understand that, yeah, grinder shouldn't exactly be accountable because it's an open interface use. But somebody, like... It'd be tough to verify. Uh, like,
0: how do you verify people, you know, other than, like, how Facebook does it, where they let people, their users report other people? Well, profiles. there's some
1: kind of image hashing that they can do where they can run a application on it, and um, it can detect, like, duplicate images okay. from being posted. So, like, uh, the newer images, like, that are, like, obviously the same ones from another profile, it would, could automatically block. Similar, like, dating apps do that, um, uh, but not all of them. Like, Tinder, obviously, there's a whole nightmare with Tinder, with fakes and whatnot. Yep. I've seen it myself. Um, so, a lot of people are calling on that Grinder needs to up their security. For you know, sure. Grinder saying that they don't have the capability of doing that immediately. They're trying to back out of this whole deal. Either way, Herrick seems to be fucked right now. That sucks. <laughs> and he tried to be fucked.
0: Stop Stop showing up to this guy's house.
1: <laughs> stop trying to fuck Matthew Herrick, people. If yeah. you're a bisexual or a gay man. Just leave him alone. Leave him There's alone. plenty of other dudes out there.
0: If he wants it, he'll tell you. How about that? He'll hit you up. Yeah, he'll hit you up.
1: I got a feeling he's going to avoid the online dating for a little bit, though. I don't so blame like, are
0: you that guy that you wanted to be raped? That's nightmarish. Now, some more fake uh, stuff going on in our next uh, topic here. Our president has set up a hotline uh, to report illegal aliens. And people have started reporting illegal space aliens.
1: <laughs> I love it. I love it.
0: The, the, uh, the tweets coming out of this are just hilarious. We got like pictures of the xenomorphs from Alien... And it says like, go ahead, tell them they're illegal. <laughs> dare you? Pictures of Bigfoot, with like the the number to call, along with uh, people just straight up tweeting out the numbers saying to report all all your encounters with illegal Martians, rude Sasquatches, Texas Bluehounds, Springfield Jack, or Goblin Armies. To, <laughs> you know, call that number.
1: Any of your so, paranormal and monster activity.
0: So there's a lot of tweets going out about it. I wonder if anyone's actually calling and doing that. If there's if it's actually confirmed, they got like a most someone t- uh, tweeted out a most wanted list with like Superman and ET. Ha <laughs> e. So yeah, people are. Uh, tro- this is a, a almost a tight pick for troll of the uh, of the month, but it's too many people.
1: Too many unknown. <laughs> the uh, the trolls of the unknown.
0: <laughs> yeah. Right. It's uh. It's pretty funny. I I always enjoy a good uh, play on words. Oh yeah, and th- and this is this is a play on words to a pretty high uh, intent. Oh yeah, funny.
1: yeah. So definitely don't call this hotline and report aliens in your area. We I mean yeah, we're advising would, you not would, to do that. Definitely it, don't do it.
0: It would not be hilarious. <laughs> well, I always like a good troll.
1: And then in our next story, we have a a troll and a half. Now, a Michigan village cur- clerk was not happy with the way she was uh, treated by a customer. Apparently she was uh, never around so that uh, Annette Tolis and Kevin Barthol could pay their water bill. So they left a note and they said, hey, is anybody ever gonna be here so we can pay it? And then they received the next bill and it was addressed to Annette Tolis and the asshole that lives here too. Kevin was quoted from WXMI TV, the local news station, I'm 99.9% sure that I'm the asshole she's referring to. Now I'm <laughs> going to say, right. I, I, I was just going to say, I think that's a fair assumption, Kevin. Now right, You're
0: rightly assuming this.
1: As you can imagine, the couple was quite upset. Nobody wants to receive a water bill, let alone addressed to the asshole that lives at the location.
0: It's like, hey, asshole, give me money.
1: The clerk is issuing an apology saying that she should never have done it. Um, she's truly sorry. And that it will never happen again.
0: How many eye rolls do you think she had when she was saying that?
1: I'd say one for every segment of the sentence. Is like, you know, like, probably three. Three, right there. Three. three. Yeah, three i right say there.
0: three. Yeah. I'm really sorry. I <laughs> won't do it again. I'm embarrassed. Apparently
1: the biggest thing, though, is she lied about it initially and said she never sent that letter. So Kevin's pretty pissed, and he says that... Uh, she deserves more than the two-week suspension that she's received. They want higher quons- uh, consequences, you know, especially because she lied. I mean, which is it's true. I mean, this is a public servant acting a fool. I mean, you can't act I don't know. like that.
0: It, it, you're definitely right. I, I kind of lean with you there on she's, a, she's, like, you know, working for the public and, like, she needs to be cooperative, but at the same time, like, what's this dude want to? It f- kind of falls under that the CEO thing, like that we covered last time. Well, Listen, like, what do you want to speak? Do you want to speak to Mister Water? He wants and, like get yeah. everyone fired he from wants the a water company here, man. What are you, what are you talking about? He, he is an be- asshole. <laughs> he is an asshole. See, so we have very he limited her info
1: here. He could very well be an asshole. Maybe he left a little more on that note than just that she was never around. You know, this is all coming. From his end of the story because obviously he's just a customer and she's working for the government.
0: I mean, yeah, that's it was a dumb move of her to literally type out the asshole that lives there and send it. Like but I don't know, I don't think she should necessarily Yeah, her biggest Like if it happens again, like then fire her, but like everyone gets should get one. I don't know, man. That's a pretty. That's a pretty uh, rough. Oh, what? One. They're, what are they are gonna go get their water from somewhere else?
1: <laughs> like it, you have well, to deal with them. Dig a private well, and it's probably not allowed. Spe-
0: <laughs> speak to Mr. Water. Get everyone <laughs> fired at the water company. Oh man! Now we uh, get no water. Uh, our, our last thing that we would like to touch on on our news. It's not really a news article or anything, but. We found it to be pretty funny, and we figured we're gonna post it up on Instagram and Facebook and all that. It's a video from what looks like a Florida Gators baseball
2: game.
1: Yeah, man. It's it's hilarious, again. I love this video when you sent this to me.
0: There's a a mascot who's an alligator, and he's sitting next to a little kid, and a a foul ball pops up into the stands and it's going right for this kid the gator moves over and puts his head over the kid's head and he gets hit by the ball and it bounces right off of the big fluffy head of the mascot (laughs) and the mascot then falls backwards like he got hit in the head because you know he's got to act the part and the little kid starts pretending to do cpr on him he's doing like chest compressions trying to save the alligator it's pretty it's it's pretty funny I, I got a yeah, kick out
1: of it. Yeah, it's definitely a funny, cute video. Um, it is our video pick of the week.
0: Yeah, we'll put that up on our social media so everyone get a good look at that.
1: And that wraps up our news. And what we got for you next is uh, I hope you're ready to jam. We're going to do a little music suggestions.
0: Oh, yeah. Matt, you're going to be starting this one off?
1: I'm going to start off with Borgore. Gore. Now, I told you people I was going to be bringing some EDM into American Slackers Playlist and now i will deliver i was going to initially start with somebody a little lesser known um, that i might have you know that i saw at minus zero festival but i wanted to start out strong to give the people that do not listen to edm something that might pull them in and entice them to check it out a little more who i'm bringing is borgor and borgor is an israeli de- dubstep producer and dj he's also the founder of borgor uh, records and also the former drummer of an Israeli deathcore band Shabira. His sounds are insane. I I love it. The song that I'm gonna bring to you right now is a collaboration with G Easy, and it's uh it's a banger. I love it. It's probably my favorite favorite EDM song right now. Nice. So this is Forbes featuring G
2: Easy by Forbes. <laughs> Hello. They pay me to step in the club yeah. I blow it on strippers and drugs I Forever finessing the plug Got rich and I learned what the difference was Looked at the top and said, bitch, I want all this Young with new money, I'm rich and obnoxious Have multiple drugs, now this shit got me nauseous A cowboy, I'm reckless and lawless Look, I win the awards and I sell out my tours I need me a Natalie Portman like Thor's Matter of fact, she's just what I'm working towards And I got the juice like I'm hooked up on Coors uh, Party tonight at Borgores Don't talk to me like I'm average, bitch, we're lords Look, mama, I made it to Forbes Look, mama, I made it to Forbes Ah! Look, mama, I made it to Forbes
1: that was Forbes by borgor one of my favorite artists right now in the EDM world um if you you know him i'm sorry that i brought something that you already heard if you didn't you're welcome
0: well if you know him you <laughs> Hopefully love you him you
1: checked it out yeah man i'm a big fan like uh i'm always pumping his tracks that's a single that, that we just played there with uh g easy um but you can you can find a ton of stuff from him from extended plays dj sets to a shit ton of singles that he worked with you know Everybody from Walk of Flock of Flame to um, Juicy J, Miley Cyrus, all kinds of fucking people.
0: And you had made an um, interesting comment too, how it's sort of like the transition that Skrillex made from being in a yeah. band to being a solo like uh, electronic it's artist.
1: Very similar, yeah. He's, he was a drummer as well, and now he's an EDM DJ and producer. You know, just like Skrillex, um, he, always, he has his own record. Label 2, which is pretty ballin', with a ton of good talent. Song nice. to it, So, well,
0: that's what happens. You get out there, you start working the scene, you uh, end up working with all these really interesting people, and it's like, hey, you want to uh, record Hell something. Hell yeah, dude.
1: <laughs> Hell yeah, man. And like, yeah, we're in the era of like where trap music's getting so EDM in general, so rock or um so rap rather and EDM are becoming like very close tied. Um he, he does rock too. He does all kinds of stuff, you know. You'll see a lot of different samples in his music.
0: Yeah, definitely. But, um, He's very versatile.
1: If, if you're uh in Canada anytime soon, you can check out Borgor. He'll be up there for the next uh the next few months basically. Um May 9th, he'll be in Whistler, BC, Max Fish nightclub. For anybody that's up in the the wilderness up there. We do we <laughs> he'll do have, at a, couple, Sasquatch, we do in have a couple We do have a couple
0: um Canadian listeners, I believe.
1: Yeah, yeah. In Banff, Canada. Canada. <laughs> uh, at the Canada. Dance of Sasquatch. Canada. I was watching <laughs> The Office the other night, and <laughs> Michael Scott was like, I'm going international. I'm going to Canada. <laughs> What's that? Canada.
0: <laughs> they have Kenyatta's uh, out here. May 20th, <laughs> Hard Rock
1: Hotel in Las Vegas, Nevada. You guys you are go. out there in Vegas tearing it up. And then he's back to Canada and then other international. So check him out. Borgore,
0: B-O-R-G-O-R-E. The band that I am bringing to the table today is called La Dispute. Uh, La Dispute is an American post-hardcore. Other genres they can kind of fit into are like experimental rock or spoken word, which the, the spoken word portion of it definitely caught my ear when I was listening to them on Spotify. They have a very interesting sound to them. They're formed, out of, they're formed out of Grand Rapids, Michigan. They started in 2004, so they've been going for a while. Their most recent album, uh, released in 2016, is Tiny Dots. Some other albums worth mentioning of theirs. Somewhere at the bottom uh, of the river between Vega and Altair, which released in 2008, that has some qu- really good tracks on it. Uh, Vancouver, their 2006 EP, Here, Here, their 2008 EP. They, they, they've been releasing stuff for a while And once I liked them on Facebook I noticed a bunch of my friends had already liked them So they've kind of had a following for a while I'm just late to the party here They're pretty cool They have an interesting sound to them And the song that I'm going to play For you by La Dispute Is called Hudsonville, Michigan 1956
2: There are bridges over rivers There are moments of collapse, there are drivers with their feet on the glass. A kick that you can't get out, there is history in the rooms of the house. After dinner do the dishes, other hums, the coffee maker hisses. On the stove, steam a crescendo, the radio emergency bulletins and everywhere we The so you went
0: the down, All right, so that was Hudsonville, Michigan, 1956 by Law Dispute. The, they have an interesting sound. That, that track specifically was very, like, spoken wordy.
1: Yeah, I really like them, man. Um, like we were talking, anybody that's a fan of Thursday would definitely dig them. Yes. They're fucking, they're classic, like, Thursday influenced like... Which you told me they were literally trying to achieve that sound. They, they love Thursday themselves. And they really did a good job of taking that sound and making it their own.
0: Yeah, they have an interesting mix-up of, like you said, Thursday. And then there's some other bands that come to mind. And they kind of, uh, I, I want to say like Armor for Sleep in a way. With yeah, like some... Me
1: Without You. There's quite a few that they remind me of.
0: Yeah, so uh, I, I liked them, uh, and I'm definitely enjoying listening to La Dispute. They're not touring nearly as much as Borgor. Uh They're doing one show at Bloodfest in Howell, Michigan on May twelfth. All the blood! So they're in their home state, so that that's always a good show whenever you can catch a band playing like where they're from. Yeah, they do it up extra hard. It's like seeing Bayside in uh, Long Island. <laughs> yeah, right fucking oh yeah but yeah these uh these artists that we cover are always added to the spotify playlist search american soccer podcast on spotify matt curates that list for us i keeps curate it all so up hard date. so <laughs> hard <laughs> there's a decent amount of uh music on there now right
1: yeah we're we're above two hours now of solid jamming um we could be up almost to three i don't have the numbers in front of me but we're getting there we got quite a selection and a variety you people to uh put on in your car on the way to work while you're working while you're working out whatever
0: trying to give, give you a, multiple avenues of content here so you can have american slacker when you're listening to music when you're listening to the show head on over to our brand new website which we mentioned before
1: oh yeah americanslackerpodcast.com in case you didn't catch it
0: but yeah that's what that's what we got for music suggestions we're moving on to technology i believe
1: now we're going to feed your tech need. Tick, 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 technology. First off, we're going to start out with a mix of technology and biology. And what we have found here is that an accidental discovery of a certain caterpillar, it tends to eat plastic. And what we have here is the Galleria Melanella, which is also known as a waxworm. Um, they're typically used as fish bait, and they're also known to, to like beekeepers as a parasite pest that um they lay eggs in hives where the offspring grow and feed on the beeswax, cost you know costing all the work that these beekeepers beekeepers are doing.
0: Hence their name, waxworm.
1: Now a colleague of Palo Bombelli, um, who's a lead author of a paper that's actually published on this topic in Current Biology, his colleague Frederica Bercio- oh I'm gonna butcher this one, <laughs> Bertocini, um, who's guess, an amateur out of Italy? beekeeper. Yes, of course. How'd you guess? <laughs> it's
0: all the <laughs> LLIs at the end of the last names there. She's an,
1: an author and also an amateur beekeeper. Um, she was puzzled after finding holes in plastic bags, which she deposited um, around her beehives and whatnot. She couldn't figure out where these holes were coming from, and then she observed later on wax forms on the bags. And uh, she His brought Kids are out there huffing
0: paint. That's what she originally thought. Oh God! Pop a <laughs> hole in the bag, close they the other sh- end, fill oh. that sucker. Getting the kids stung were by bees. Be History. <laughs> <laughs> like these damn kids getting high on paint, trying to steal my and then bees. They get away every time. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, they they were put into this mystery,
1: and um, at first Paolo was wondering if these bags that she had deposited in the area were not full, one hundred percent plastics comes to find out they were and through his own experiment he had uh, left out a bag and within 40 minutes holes began to appear so it was a pretty quick process and now what this is really aiming towards is that this might be an alternative to start breaking down all the plastics that we have in these landfills and everywhere in the world I mean there's plastic. Um, A 2015 study estimated around 275 million tons of plastic was generated in 2010 alone with about 8 million tons of that entering the oceans So, I mean, we're talking, we can finally start taking away from this bulk that we're adding to the earth that doesn't degrade at all. And it just becomes a pollution, and uh, it it hurts wildlife, as we all know.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Fish eat it, and then we eat the fish. Hurts us in the long run.
1: Yeah, man, an organic alternative to what we can do with this plastic instead of recycling it. And, you know, the recycling aspect, it adds, you know, more... Shit to the ozone and atmosphere for oh, us absolutely. to breathe in. Um, so I mean, this is a completely organic way where the the worms will take care of the process, and it won't be anything like our human processes of uh, further fucking shit up.
0: Yeah, right. The uh, it's interesting to see something that takes an inorganic material and breaks it down, and makes an organic material.
1: Yeah, man. It, Got to get in the just wax worm a solution business. We need. Yeah, man. Definitely. Yeah, people, you heard it here first the wax worm gold to rush
0: invest your all your money in wax worms
1: get them buy them up by the thousands
0: buy 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 wax worms
1: <laughs> we got that's, worms we got wax worms coming at you
0: that's they're gonna they're gonna save us these little fuckers so what we're headed to next uh, uh maybe this will be a way for people to cut down on plastic i know a lot of times people go out and get coffee and It'll be one of those little disposable cups with the plastic lid. So there's got to be a lot of those plastic lids sitting out there. Starbucks has come out with an interesting gadget called the Ember Temperature Control Mug.
1: Ooh. So I'm this is. addict. I'm listening.
0: This isn't your typical wash and dry and set-to-the-side thermos that you bring your coffee around in. This Ember Temperature Control Mug has multiple features that lead to a better coffee experience it has a push to open leak proof 360 lid patented microprocessor controlled heating system to keep your coffee whatever temperature you'd like it to be
1: that's a fancy ass coffee mug you got there
0: it's got a high capacity battery a rotating temperature dial and a hidden until lit display includes Hmm. and it includes a charging coaster
1: Will it charge your devices? Because I mean, I feel like this thing can do anything. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, unfortunately, I I, it, I don't think no battery it du- I don't think it doubles as a power pack, but
1: ah, next model.
0: <laughs> the reviews on it are pretty good. I only saw a couple bad ones. One person said that theirs kind of broke, but I'm sure that they could get that replaced. There's got to be some sort of warranty if you only recently bought it. Another person said that they gave it one star because it. They said there was a similar product for like a, or a third the price on Kickstarter.
1: Okay. But we, but this one's
0: pretty sleek.
1: Yeah, yeah, as I'm sure. I mean, they make a hell of a product.
0: Like, especially that uh, LED display that's like, it vanishes if it's not like it being used, but then as soon as you try and you like ch- uh, change the temperature or whatever, then it appears. I kind of appreciate those little touches.
1: Yeah, yeah, user-friendly, especially.
0: Now I know I haven't told you the price yet.
1: Hit us with it.
0: It's $150.
1: Holy shit, that's the most expensive coffee mug I've ever heard of.
0: (laughs) Hopefully it'd be the last one you ever need, because that that is really expensive.
1: Yeah, it might be worthwhile, though, if you're tired of your coffee being cold as shit right away.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, you're... Your taste of your coffee can definitely vary as it, like, gets colder, like, over the course of time, you know? Yeah. And that, no one really wants that. It's nice to be able to keep your, your shit, like, a night, a good drinking temperature.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah. Not too hot, 150 not too cold. bucks is pretty steep. It is, but, you know, if you're a coffee aficionado, you might want to just spend a little bit and get yourself something that's going to improve your, your life. <laughs>
0: Invest. Treat yourself. Treat yourself, and help, <laughs> and help the environment because uh, that all that plastic. It maybe go get yourself like a twenty dollar one if yeah. you're not gonna invest in the self heating Starbucks Ember temperature control mug. I thought it was I thought it was kind of neat, uh, and anyone oh yeah. who has that kind of cash to throw around might be interested in it. Hell yeah!
1: And you're making less work for the wax worms, done line.
0: Yeah, <laughs> come on, they're they're trying to save us. You gotta gotta give them a break where you can.
1: Now the next thing we're gonna talk about is the Raspberry Pi. The Raspberry Pi is a um it's a small single board computer. It's like a little chip. Um it's an enthusiast chip, technically, developed in the UK by Raspberry Pi Foundation. And it's basically it started out to promote the teaching of basic computer science in schools and developing countries and it became such a like a highly renowned thing that people were making everything out of um, I've seen everything from like a pocket sized Linux powered um, laptop to uh, it runs arcade cabinets animatronics and robotics um, just about anything you can imagine because you can chain these together what it is technically is it's um, under $40 for the higher model which is the Raspberry Pi 3 model B Basically, it's a small little chip. It'll have a USB hookup, a microSD port, um, Wi-Fi capability, Bluetooth capability, and it already has memory and uh, RAM built into it. So it's really a small project that you can make anything out of. And like I said, you can get it on Amazon, eBay, any type of online store that has electronics, and uh, possibly even any small electronic shop that might be in your town. Now, the thing we're going to highlight with the Raspberry Pi is we're going to be putting up on our Facebook a small project that we found where you can make a classic Nintendo system with a Raspberry Pi, um, including you can buy the retro matching controllers online, uh, which are really nice. And if you don't want to do that, if you have a PS3 or PS4 controller lying around, they'll hook up Bluetooth, so you can just use that. And These things are pretty easy to program, there's a ton of communities online. Um, and we'll post a community with the the article that we have here, which is basically a step-by-step what you need, what you want to do, um, and how much it's going to cost you. I'll put a communities link up there that'll show you you know, the variety of things and it, you, troubleshooting. It's amazing. People love these things. And um, from what I've seen, the communities are really great at helping you out. If you have an idea and you're curious if you can do it with this, they'll let you know right away what's going on. And we're talking c- computer geniuses use these like so you got all kinds of people that are just lingering waiting to fucking see what you're doing it's
0: it that kind of uh tool that's so versatile the the little raspberry Pis it's good for beginners and it's good for experts oh man you can do a lot with it
1: yeah you chain them together and you can make a supercomputer you can do insane things i've seen like things like um mouse traps powered by these actually
0: so you (laughs) You can, can make a drone
1: yeah, exactly. You can make a drone out of them. Um, you can make cameras. There's actually a few companies that use these to make digital cameras, and a cheaper alternative camera versus using you know a, like a Samsung motherboard or whatever. Um, and basically, it's, it's cool.
0: Yeah, you, know, you feel like a little Tony Stark. You can just pr- pretty much make anything you want. Yeah,
1: you don't need to know how to solder like computer chips or anything. You basically get it and you um, plug it in. You can you know add memory to it with a micro SD card, and then you just plug it into your computer and uh, you program add it there. With-
0: And then you add accessories, what accessories you need. If you're going to do a camera, throw a lens on there.
1: Oh, yeah. Infrared. You can get infrared camera hookups pretty cheap. Amazon, go check it out on Amazon for sure, because you'll see the variety of casings and screens and cameras and all the fun shit you can do with this thing by the kits that you can buy. You can buy the basic pie. You can make a cell phone. You can buy the kit that's already ready. Yeah, you can make a cell phone out of it. No joke. He's not kidding, people.
0: Shit's crazy.
1: Yeah, it's literally... Very interesting project. Um and if anybody knows the Cody box or you know, or has a jacked up fire stick, you know, that runs Cody or XBMC, um, you can do that with this and you'll end up with a more powerful unit to actually stream T V or you know, stream movies and T V in general from websites.
0: It's legit. They're they're so cool. They they make you into like little tech superheroes. Hell yeah. If you know what to do with it.
1: Yeah, and it's it's again, it's very simple to figure out what to do.
0: We'll be sure to post the instructions on how to make it into an NES.
1: Yep, we're going to post this whole article on how to turn it into an NES, and I'll link um, a troubleshooting community that I'll um, just in case you want to browse around there too.
0: Awesome, I'm sure people will appreciate that. It's a good, good way to introduce people to it who aren't familiar with it. If you want to, you know, not have to pay for the next iPhone that comes out, Make yourself a fucking iPhone. (laughs) Ah, yeah. It might be a little bit bulkier, but. (laughs) Yeah, I
1: don't think you're going to come out with a nice thin product like that, but you'll come out with something cool.
0: Yeah, definitely. And uh, the reason I bring this up, rumor has it, iPhone 8 rumors are beginning to swirl in the news.
1: Oh boy, here it comes again. They just released one.
0: Yeah, I mean, this. it feels like the 7 just came out. It has been a little while since the 7 premiered. The 8 is uh, an inevitability. That's what happens with Apple. Oh, you
1: know? yeah. 9's already designed.
0: <laughs> I wonder if they're just going to stick with iPhone as the title for the in, like entirety of it. or If they're going to break hmm. away from it. Or if That's... we're just going to have iPhone 100.
1: Dude, can you imagine? I could I could see him just keeping on the legacy because I mean it was it's been around and it, it really started the whole smartphone craze.
0: Until the uh, the medium changes, I guess, until we're not using phones technically. Yeah. There there's Neural some leads. pictures <laughs> there's some pictures that have leaked from a person who is at a convention at Foxconn and they have shown in these pictures dummy version of the iPhone 8, supposedly.
1: Okay. Now, does it seem to look different, or is it very similar in design?
0: It doesn't look much different, and you know, you would expect Apple to do something, like, insane for their 10th anniversary of the iPhone, but it looks fairly similar to the 7. The only real difference that was noted is the fact that the shape of the camera... Uh, cut out has changed a little bit. Okay. So like right now on most iPhones it's a circle around the camera. This one is more I guess, I want to say like oval shaped.
1: Huh, I wonder if it's, it has something to do with the type of lens that it has if it's a wide angle or what the hell's going on could there. Could be. That's cool.
0: And I know that sometimes they'll add extra uh, lenses on there to give it more depth. The iPhone 7 had that portrait mode.
1: Yeah. That yeah. everyone's
0: going crazy about. Yeah,
1: people love that. They were rating that high just for that. All about those selfies, baby.
0: <laughs> right. The hardware features on the this dummy uh version of the iPhone eight, supposedly. This is all rumored, people. I don't wanna like confirm that this is the iPhone eight, but because even this article that I'm reading says, you know, no no confirmation here but someone on Twitter. And if you want to go on Twitter, uh and check out the pictures it's at venya geskin one that's v-e-n-y-a-g-e-s-k-i-n-1 and you can look at the pictures yourself the hardware is very similar to the seven it's got the same volume buttons rounded angular design power switch and they say it's been it looks like it's been lengthened and extended down the side a little bit okay power switch so there's very minute like details that have been changed yeah it's it's probably
1: internal internal it's probably a bit different that's what they generally do
0: that's what i'm hoping for you know they pretty much how many times can you redesign a fucking rectangle i know i know like before you got it it's like you can't do any better like you've like you can move a camera an inch or something and like to make more room inside like that's that's probably what they're doing having more like things it's not so much the Exterior, it's probably more the interior being able to put yeah. in better uh, hardware. Yeah, I mean, the since software. the
1: four to five was the biggest jump that's happened in a long time, and um, well, the last last significant jump in in actual physical appearance of the iPhone from the five on, it's been very similar features between you know the regular five and then the five plus, you know, getting bigger. But yep, yeah, yeah. They, they have bigger,
0: bigger or smaller. It's like which do you want? Yeah. It's the same one. You want the mini-tablet? You got bit. it. So, yeah, that's... Uh, go check out Venya Geskin, uh one on Twitter and see for yourself.
1: And if this is a correct prototype, we will release as soon as uh, we figure out that they're releasing it, if it's correct. yeah. Well, And Confirmed if not, that. we'll fix our mistakes. Right
0: now, <laughs> right now we're just uh, looking at people's Twitters.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Trying to be ahead of the game. And you know who else is ahead of the game? As always... Elon Musk, a man that we will not end technology without talking about.
0: Tech's bad boy.
1: Now, we've <laughs> talked about Neuralink lately, um, one of his most recent companies and startups, um, with the Neuralace Project, which we all hope to happen soon. But what he's also been up to is opening yet another company, The Boring Company. Now, The Boring Company is taking aim at... Routing traffic in different ways and coming up with alternatives in transportation, as we all know, Musk likes to do. Now it's all about digging and boring into the ground, and uh, what he's planning to do is make tunnels and vast under you know networks under cities, so that we can alleviate this traffic that's going on. You know, let's say L.A. to start with, because that's where he's out in. Um, yep. So in February, he was looking to purchase a used heron-necked boring machine. And what they are is it's about 26 feet in diameter, 400 feet long, and 1,200 tons of a giant fucking boring machine.
0: So <laughs> Shit's crazy.
1: Um, it's not clear if that's the one that he has now, but one has showed up at SpaceX um, bearing the Boring Company logo, and it is a monster. And Elon decided he wants to do a test run in the SpaceX parking lot. Now, what he's planning to do is go about 50 feet down into the ground and make this hole real deep so that he can start digging horizontally in order to um, avoid disrupting any gas or sewage lines or electric. So (laughs) he'll be deep enough to get away from all that. And also while maintaining um, integrity to the um, the ground so that nothing collapses. When you go a certain depth, you'll be able to maintain it.
0: I was going to say, man, earthquakes are a little freaky, like putting holes and tunnels on the ground like that. Yeah. And Cali, be...
1: especially Oof. where the plates yeah, like, are fucking shifting. Yeah,
0: I was going to say, even with the, uh, you know, reinforcements on tunnels and stuff like that, I'd still be a little concerned.
1: Yeah, man. Yeah. Who knows? I mean, he has the best engineers in the world at his like call and will, you know? Um, the video, the video
0: put the entire thing on a suspension track,
1: <laughs> you never know, man, the video concept that he unrevealed was pretty fucking modern and, and futuristic. It, it's, uh, basically you pull up at a, you know, you'd pull up to like your paralleling and, uh, you'd pull onto this like metal flatbed type deal and it would lower you into the ground into these tunnels and your car will stay on this flatbed type thing. And, uh, it, it runs on a track system. And it'll, it'll achieve speeds around 124 miles per hour. So it's not your car getting, Jeez. you know, your car's not getting anywhere in tear by doing this, which is the great part. And the the pop an part. it in e-brake
0: and <laughs> make sure you download make it sure, some of your Netflix.
1: Yeah, make sure you hit that e-brake for sure. You don't want to fly the fuck off this thing. Get smoked by the next <laughs> fucking car coming through. Um, yeah.
0: Right. I wonder if they'd have like wheel locks. You like drive them into place. You
1: know, that's what I'm wondering. Or maybe a magnetism, like something going on. Oh, you know, I can only imagine the future design of this. Um, there's not a whole lot because it's still a project that's in the you know, it's just being talked about.
0: In de- yeah, in design. Really, right
1: now he's more intent. He's uh, intent on redesigning these boring machines so that he can
0: achieve like a uh, better distance. More, he's which You're going to try to make them more exciting?
2: Yeah,
1: well, bore bigger and faster, baby.
0: <laughs> I, I, I figured, you know, he's like, these, these boring machines are way too boring. We They're need just to boring. Make them more exciting. Boring shouldn't be boring. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I made him like Russian. I know, and I German picked up on it. Yeah, South it's African. more like calm.
1: <laughs> boring would be, you know? Australian in a way. Yeah, yeah, very or subtle. British. Very subtle, yeah, like UK, all Australian mix. So the machines are able to do from 300. Feet per week to a mile, depending upon the um, actual material they're running through. Um, so he wants—that's not enough for him. He wants to uh, make those faster so that he can really start Pump tearing up them. under LA. I—I uh, I just I'm excited. We're discussing
0: who owns—who owns that though? Who owns the property like below the surface? Yeah. How far down do you own?
1: Yeah. Do you have to go through the government to deal with this? Do you have to go through like the individual landowners because you're going under their property? Like.
0: Or is it international waters when you get, like, 50 feet under the ground?
1: Free game. Free game. It's
0: anyone's. <laughs> Anybody that can make it down there gets it. I'm wonder- I'm wondering if it's, like, because I don't think that's something that we'd ever conceived. It's like, oh, yeah, if someone has a giant machine can go 100 feet under to make a tunnel to connect a city, who yeah. owns that shit?
1: It says the permitting process for large-scale tunnels um, is going to take years, so... Not info on the permits, but there's definitely um, a note that it's definitely going to take him a while to achieve getting all these permits to be drilling under L.A. (laughs) Which, I mean, we don't want just anybody, even though he's Elon Musk. We don't want just anybody fucking boring under one of the biggest cities in America. He's trying to pull some Batman shit. Oh, dude, he is. He is our Batman. Like,
0: (laughs) fucking... Going around fighting crime at night.
1: Musk Enterprises would destroy Wayne Enterprises. I mean... I'm pretty sure that uh, Batman never went to space. This motherfucker's got rocket ships at his dispense.
0: Space Batman. That's a movie. Dude. That's a movie right there.
1: Hell yeah. You heard it here, people.
0: <laughs> Elon, if you want to uh, star in Space Batman, hit us up.
1: <laughs> we'll make it happen.
0: <laughs> we'll write it.
1: Yep. We're going to need your funding, though, Elon.
0: Absolutely. But you got it. Don't we you worry. By that copyright. So yeah, when he's not fighting crime and digging tunnels. Or inventing the uh, next futuristic fucking genius invention. (laughs) Everything.
1: I mean, AI. He's going to change traveling in general between this and the Hyperloop. I mean, it's fucking insane what this guy is up to. And SpaceX, I mean, he's trying to figure out how to get us to live on other planets.
0: Shit's crazy.
1: Well, people, that was it for the technology. And now it's that time of the show where we say our goodbyes. But before we do... We're going to lay down those fucking plugs on you.
0: Oh, yeah, plug time.
1: Now, check us out, our Facebook, our Instagram. You can find us at American Slacker Podcast. And also, check out our fucking website, AmericanSlackerPodcast.com. God, that feels good.
0: Yeah, right? You can also email us at AmericanSlackerPodcast at gmail.com. We're on Twitter and Reddit at A-M-E-R-S-L-K-R Podcast. That's A-M-E-R-S-L-K-R Podcast. We also have a subreddit now. If you you can subscribe to that, it's the subreddit's called American Slackers. So if you if you want to check out some news, we're getting that up and going. Rate and review us on iTunes. Please tell a friend, and if they don't listen to podcasts already, send them over to our YouTube. All of our episodes are uploaded there.
1: If you're feeling the need to groove, get at us on Spotify. As we were talking, search American Slacker Podcast. You will find every single artist that we've featured on the show. On there, with a few of their jams. That way you can get a variety of them.
0: And please go check out our Patreon. We have some tiers of donation there where, you know, you donate $1, you get a shout-out to the show, and you become an official American Slacker. If you donate $5, you are officially a Green Team recruit, and you get to ask us a question that we will uh, answer on the show.
1: Any questions going to
0: be... There's gonna be a couple more things going on. Uh, we might be adding some one-on-one interaction things, some Xbox uh, game time,
1: and merch there. throwouts for five or ten dollars. Yeah.
0: So head on over to the Patreon because the way we look at it, you know, you give us a dollar a month, and we put out five episodes. That equals twenty cents per episode for about an hour of entertainment per episode. Not that bad. Not bad at all.
1: And you can also get at us on our Instagram and our Snapchats. My Instagram is MWG Media and my Snapchat is MattyG from HP.
0: My Instagram and Snapchat are one and the same. They're both Landers the Plane. Hey, that kind of rhymed.
1: Oh, you slick <laughs> fuck. You slick <laughs> bastard. Poet,
0: poet and I didn't know it.
1: All right, I'm shutting this guy down, people. As always, we fucking love you, people. Thank you for tuning in to this episode and any other episode that you might have tuned into. Until next time, that's it.
0: There you go.